Some Nerds Have a Podcast. Hey, everybody. Hey, I'm Alex. I'm Nick. And I'm Louise. And this is going to be a low-energy cast. I feel like the last few have been, like, really low-energy You should podcasts. probably stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's going to get better from it's here been going, on out. It's been like, going it's downhill just... since the uh, Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... We were so proud of ourselves, and now you just... We rest on our laurels, our Wakanda laurels. Yep. <laughs> I mean, much like the actual nation, it's like, oh, hey, we have this awesome meteorite. We built all this sweet-ass technology from it. We don't need to help anyone. Political statements. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, fictional political statements. That's what you come here for, right? Yep. The, the, the four of you who regularly listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, there's, there's 12 of them that regularly listen to this podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Give them some credit. All right. This... <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah. We were talking before we started recording that I – really don't know what we're going to talk about this week. Alex says that he has things to talk about. So I have let's... a few things I want to talk about. All right. So what do you want to talk about this week, Alex? Well, all right. So I have been kind of on a, a weird kick. Like, let's let's talk about this game. You? I don't believe this. Me? Never. You're never into weird things. Okay. So 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 this is kind of like a tale of two anime. Okay. So, so these, this is... so. I recently rewatched something that I had watched a few years back. Ninja Scroll. No. <laughs> uh, which is a really good anime. Not Ninja Scroll, but this one. <laughs> <laughs> Called uh, Morobitsu Guardian of the Spirit. Have you folks heard of that one? I think I've heard you talk about it before, but I don't remember what it, what it is. All right. So it's it's a really well done one. Like It's not based off of a manga or an ongoing series. It's based off of a novel. So as a result, it has a very decisive beginning, middle, and end, and then it ends, and then it's good right there. Okay. Um, and it's very much in the similar vein to the, um, I won't, I won't say it's like Ghibli-esque because that's putting it on too high of a, a standard. But it's like it's got some of the same sort of themes in terms of like nature. No, I'm no? Okay. not even nature, but just in the same way that. Um, Oh god, Nausicaa mm-hmm. doesn't really have a proper antagonist. Yeah. This one doesn't really have a proper antagonist either. They're just people doing They're things. people doing things to the best of their knowledge with the information they have at hand, trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But when they don't have all the pieces, what ends up happening is they're doing things that are terrible. It's like Gundam. I I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so uh but yeah, no, like it's it's uh, set in this kind of fantasy equivalent of the ancient Near East, uh, okay. not Near East, uh, ancient Far East. Uh, it's this kind of fantasy equivalent of China, Japan. Yeah. Um, and it largely follows this plot. Uh, the the this kid, the the prince of the uh, of the country, is they're going. The the royal family is trying to assassinate him because they think he's been possessed by a water demon. And his mother contacts this traveling spear wielding uh, mercenary, uh, Balsa, the spear wielder. Uh, and she has been. Ta- she has tasked herself with saving eight lives. The eight lives that she took. But only eight. Well, <laughs> eight lives, and then she can retire. But the the thing is that is it like that Will Smith movie where he's like gonna kill himself and he wants to like give oh seven pounds yeah that one uh i'm not familiar with seven pounds what is that will smith's gonna kill himself and then like he's giving like people who desperately need organs his organs no it's (laughs) okay nothing like that that's what that movie's about right i've actually never seen i I have no idea it's it's will smith being a big damn hero okay But we all know Will Smith is not the hero. He's not the hero. You're not the hero, Will Smith. <laughs> At least not in Bright. Anyway, yeah. anyway so tell us about this. But anime. definitely in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, yeah. That's that true. is yeah. all you. All your hero-dom. <laughs> all right, go on. But anyway, no, so 
she she manages to to do this, and the reason why it's important to her is because she doesn't want to kill anyone, and she's managed to be like the best fighter in this land and best everyone that's come against her, but not kill them. Try again, Roni Kenshin. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a similar trope to what you've seen before, but it's done in such a way that it is a very compelling story, and it turns into kind of a a motherly love kind of story where mm. she is essentially adopting this boy for what she thinks could be the rest of her life. Because for all she knows, as long, as soon as she takes this task on, it's going to be for the rest of his life that the guards are going to try to hunt him down. Okay. And so he, she kind of assumes that this is what her rest of her life is going to be. But it turns out that he is actually possessed by something or rather there's an egg that's been laid in him. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is largely kind of a setting that is fantasy light and mm. that it's not like, Oh, you just go down to the the merchant the down the street and you'll buy a magic scroll or potions or whatever. Or everybody, all the fighters have got like magic shit and jitsu and stuff like that. There is magic in this world, but it's very limited, and it's yeah. very limited in the way of kind of shamanism. Yeah, so it's like a Conan the Barbarian kind, kind of, of limp, yeah. like a level of magic. Yeah, and so there's these um, the 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 magic weavers are kind of the the shamans of the original people that inhabited this land. They're kind of like the Ainu of Japan, mm-hmm. like the original indigenous inhabitants of this land before the Japanese people you know came and took over. Um, but you know the these magic weavers of the Yaku people, they are the ones that are kind of in connect with this other world, and are trying to figure out what's going on. And it it kind of unravels over the course of the story what this egg is, mm. and the people at the palace are also at the same time trying to figure out what it is. And once they realize its true importance, they kind of understand. Okay, no, we don't need to kill the prince. We need to save him and protect him. But also, we need to let this egg hatch. And it just kind of turns into this whole kind of everybody coming together at the end. So they're all the antagonists. There are people that would definitely be classified as antagonistic towards the heroes, but they're doing it with the information they have available. And in the end, when they realize that they're wrong, they admit it as such and okay. decide to actually come and help the solution. Hmm. Uh, and the the big fight at the end, I won't spoil that, but it, it's not with a any human, you know, enemy that's evil and even the fact that it's not human it's not evil it's just doing what it does naturally so in the sense it is kind of a nature thing yeah that yeah, there yeah. is no re- that there is of course evil and acts of people but that it's not an evil act that is perpetuating this problem it's, it does sound an awful lot like um like princess mononoke yeah in terms of like who these characters are and very what, much so. What they do. What's it called again? It's called Morbitu Guardian of the Spirit. Guardian of the Spirit. Yeah. Okay. It actually it's ba- like I said, it's based off a book series. Um they only did the first book. There's a, a couple of them. And actually only I think the first two books have been translated into English. Mm. Which is is a kind of a damn shame. Yeah. Because uh, I would like to see more of this in the future. Uh, it was uh, originally aired in the US actually on Adult Swim. Huh. Uh, oh, okay. So that's where I first saw it. Uh, and then I later saw it on Netflix, and it got taken off Netflix, so I ordered the box DVD, <laughs> and I watched it again recently and just finished it. Uh, but uh, that's that's one of the, the two anime in this tale of two anime that I've been kind of uh, focusing on for the past couple of weeks here. All right. Um, would that be something you guys would be interested in watching? Uh, yeah, actually, that does sound like something I might might enjoy. Yeah. It, it's a bit long. Like, it's a good full series, like 24 episodes or whatever. Yeah. Um, and but so it took me several days to get through it, but it is something I think is worth your time. Uh, the other one is an anime that I watched back in high school, that is completely on like a com- 
not like completely opposite, but it is a different genre entirely, entirely okay. in its ridiculousness. Okay. So if this is like a serious take, like we're going to watch a serious movie that's really good, that's really has an interesting, compelling story, this is the anime that we're going to watch something that's just kind of insane and have fun with it. All right. Um, not insane in like an art house way or like in the... Just just, just pure... In, in just insane like, in, in, in an anime way. In an anime way that is unique uh -huh. from compared to other anime. Uh, so have you ever heard of the uh, the Legend of Black Heaven? No. Uh, the title is familiar, but I don't remember what it, okay. anything about it. So the Legend of Black Heaven, and this to to kind of frame this, this is a film, uh, not a film, but a, a show that I would say is a kind of a mixed match of the Blues Brothers, Metalocalypse, Office Space, Macross, <laughs> and a dash of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Oh my <laughs> God! Okay. Okay, that's not how comparing things no works. no no like, i can picture it actually many, no, that's too many things that's too many things no, pick three no you get three i get three okay. no okay. i think i think i get it in my head okay okay so it's so it's like like space opera kind of like like war kind of setting mm -hmm. um with like robot doubles no, no? okay what but but like characters coming back from the dead. No. So the bo the bogus the the Bill and Ted is kind of just a dash of that. Okay. But it's mostly the the first four. Okay. And like if you wanted three, so, so then across office space. So like okay, so so and the Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers. Okay, so they're on some sort of journey. Uh, they're in space fighting aliens, and their most of the story is actually just about like boring day-to-day -day things in their lives so that sounds amazing it's close <laughs> okay. but it's not it's damn not. <laughs> i should write that though write i kind of want that i kind of want an office space version of macross just yeah. like <laughs> that's, that's just futurama you've <laughs> described futurama yeah. you want like crazy space no, things no, 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 but it's I... like about the day-to-day -day inner workings of a business, no, perhaps no, no. a delivery no, service. No, no, I'm thinking more of like, like no, they're they're on like a military spacecraft in my mind. Yeah. Only it's, it's it's like below deck. It's it, like below deck or like trooper clerks. Yeah. Or um, God, what's what's another one? Like maybe stripes a little bit. <laughs> I could see that. Oh I, I, that I'm would gonna, be that I'm would gonna, be fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna what, workshop what, this. What a is this bit. actual? Okay, so what is it actually? All right, so. Oh my god. So, yeah, it does start with a war in space, and, and that's kind of the, the first thing you see, is there's the spaceships fighting each other. But the story is really about uh, Oji Tanaka, I think is his name, uh, who is a middle-aged uh, salaryman uh, <laughs> who works in a, a regular business, has problems with his boss, uh, and has a wife and a kid. But he is unfulfilled with his life because he used to be a metal rock band leader. Okay. <laughs> he used to be in a band. And um, and so he gets approached by Layla, who's like the new clerk at the desk or whatever. And she is wants him to play. Uh, and it turns out that she's actually from this alien faction that is fighting this other alien faction. And his music is the best music in the universe. Okay. And it powers the super weapon that can defeat the oh enemy. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> So that's where the bogus adventure. That's where the like. bogus journey. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so just imagine this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> 
go on. It's 13 episodes long, and I want to watch it with you sometime this summer. What's it called? It's called The Legend of Black Heaven. Okay. Yeah. It's got... Okay. That's incredible. It is. It's got music by John Sykes of uh, Thin Lizzy and Whitesnake fame. Oh my god. (laughs) And uh, it's just kind of... Like, like, it's got that interpersonal kind of comedy of, like, what's going on in the office and in his family life. Yeah. And, like, his, his wife was, like, a groupie during the band. Oh, my God. And so he quit because she got pregnant, and that's what happened. They got married. Uh, but, like, there's that going on, and she thinks that he's cheating on her with this alien chick, and it's just... That and then there's also the war that just happens kind of be going on, but it's mostly about him re- like having a midlife crisis. If you had described this the first time rather than trying to like say it's like this plus this plus this other thing, like I would, I I'm actually sincerely interested. Oh, in you this. are okay, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I I guess I was just getting frustrated when you were like it's these five things put together. But it is. <laughs> Although I would have replaced, I, I would have replaced um, Macross with uh, what is that thing called? Um, Last Starfighter. Okay, yeah. I was thinking about consider like Last Starfighter or Macross, but just the kind of the fact that it's like a m- sort of music based war. Yeah, know. yeah. It's but- it's a Daft Punk music video. <laughs> uh, it's it's all of Discovery. Like when you watch all those music videos back to back. But it's not you know, da- Daft Punk. It's like heavy metal. Yeah, it's like that, but metal. But okay, <laughs> all right. So. That is a, a like show. Like the movie? like the Not mo- the movie Heavy Metal. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just checking. No. Uh, but no, it is something I want to watch again. The, the problem is that like it's not on any streaming service, not even Crunchyroll or anything oh, like that. Man. You can buy the box DVD for like $59 on uh. Amazon. But what I watched the first time and what is still available are those like Bulgarian sites that you just got to load up on like antivirus and hope and pray. Oh my God. And still scrub your hard drive afterwards. Yeah. You know, yeah. those kind of sites, they've got it. So okay. that's, that's how I would probably watch it again. What were you going to say? I, I don't know. I, we can watch it on Alex's computer. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I don't know if our computers can handle much more. Much more viruses? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Computer over. Uh, Virus equals very yes. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But yeah, no, so so it's like I haven't watched it in a, in a long time, and I don't remember a lot of the details that happened, um, but I do remember that I really enjoyed just the ridiculousness of the concept That's, of that it. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Speaking of ridiculous animes that people haven't watched in forever. Yeah. I think my favorite of that genre is, uh, have you heard of Naramie Daikon Brothers? No. I remember that from when you tried to get me to watch it. Oh my god. If you're going to watch Alex's thing, you have to watch Naramie Daikon okay, Brothers. Fine. Okay, just, whatever. So, so what is this thing? Naramie Daikon Brothers is, okay, I'm, I'm going to do the thing that you Yeah, you do, do the thing. It's like an anime version of blues brothers awesome so i'm on um i'm on board so it is about this blues group mm-hmm. um the narami the narami brothers and the reason why they're called Di- the daikon brothers is because they have a daikon farm which is a radish farm so mm. it's about them and their cousin and they're trying to make it in the cruel cruel world of blues based musicians in tokyo <laughs> um it's a big market uh and they're constantly on the run from the cops uh, but the 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 thing the hook to Naomi Daikon Brothers is it is uh, every episode is a musical. Okay. Um, so I think it's it's only like six or seven episodes long. It's very very short, but uh, it's you absolutely have to watch it in the English dub version. And it's one of the few animes that I feel very insistent on. 
you have to watch it in an English dub, mm-hmm. but it's you lose too much if you're like trying to read the subtitles and listen and appreciate the music as well. Right. <clears throat> With that said, it's very madcap. It's hysterical. It's one of my all-time favorite animes. So yeah, Naomi Daikon. Well, shit. Let's let's plug it in right now. Let's watch it. Oh my it. god! Right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Smacking. On... Oh my god! Nick and I have been dating for almost five years, and I've been trying to get him to watch this. For almost all of that time. <laughs> why, why, why is it taking so long? Like, yeah. Yeah, Nick. Why, uh, you, why do you hate Did this? you start watching it and then see something that I, I didn't? I don't even think that we've even, even No, he hasn't it. even tried to watch it. It's been five years and he hasn't even tried to watch it. In fairness, you all, like, we kind of stopped talking about it, like, I think three or four years ago. <laughs> it so was... that means that I talked about it for two years and you wouldn't watch it. I mean, off and on. You don't like uh, Time Bandits, so you know what? We're not having this you know, fight I, on the air. <laughs> yeah, but I watched Time Bandits. That's you true. haven't even seen Naramid Icon Brothers. We're gonna watch the first episode after we after we conclude our episode of this. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I'd be down for that. Yes, right. I'd be down for that. Oh. But I do I do want to watch um, Legend of Black Heaven with y'all too. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, no, that sounds like something I'd enjoy. Uh, speaking of ridiculous animes, I've also kind of been now that um, I have a PlayStation Four. I was trying to watch Crunchyroll on my PlayStation 3, but the app for that is fucking terrible. Oh, no. And so, like, it wouldn't never load things. But the, the PlayStation 4 app seems to work fairly well. So I've gotten back into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> Aha! Uh, which okay. is super fun. Um, I haven't gotten terribly far in it. Um, but I did get to the character whose stand is just a gun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty rad. Um, yeah, and... It's, it's like... It's, is it like a giant gun that, No, like... it's just like a pistol. <laughs> and it has a limited range. Well, what's the point, then? <laughs> the point is, it's a gun that always shoots, and that, like, you can control where the bullet goes. Okay. Because the bullet is also part of the stand. Okay. You know what I haven't done in, like... It's something I used to do in high school that I haven't done in forever, is, like, you just get a bunch of friends together and watch, like... You know, a, like, you, like, you marathon a specific show. We've done that. No, 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 but like, like anime oh, okay. based, and like, not just us, like us plus Alex, and maybe a couple of other people. I, I will point out know? that's how we got everyone to watch the first season of Rick and Morty because no one was that's watching true. Rick and Morty, and that then we true. just invited yeah. everyone over and we that watched the true. entire first season. I watched, yeah. I, I watched Rick and Morty season one entirely with you guys and yes. a couple other friends from D and D night. So it would be, it'd be really cool. We could order I, pizza. We could do, I don't know. It's like this whole like trip down memory lane. Like, cause anime was a, was a really big part of like my high school experience, mm-hmm. especially going to conventions and working at conventions. We'll circle back to that last yeah. part later. Um, yeah. And it's like something I kind of fell out of as an adult. Yeah. Me too. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't found an anime other than Jojo, like, cause, because it's just so out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I haven't really found any like anime series that have that I've wanted to get invested in recently. You emphasize series. Is there a movie that you? Yeah, want to I get mean, invested I like in? I like watching anime movies. Like, it... but you generally prefer watching movies to watching. Yeah, I suppose episodes that's true. of things. Like I... this is like an argument that we had very early on. Yeah, because you always, our, you prefer episod- yeah. episodic things. And I prefer movies. <laughs> it's like. We're just, you know, like, uh, two, two opposites attract, you know? <laughs> you you like movies, and I like episodic storytelling. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
That bit is done, That's and done. I apologize to everyone who had to listen. But yeah, that was no, a bit. Was, that wasn't just you. Yeah, I, no, shut up, shut up, Alex. The voice cued you in that it was funny. <laughs> not the actual like fact that it was funny or anything like no, that. No, shut up. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll stop contributing. No, no I didn't say stop that. contributing to this I podcast. I didn't say that. Um, yeah. But um, but no, yeah. that would be cool. Yeah, getting everybody together. Cool. I like. I like how we're like. We're just. We're just gonna talk about. You know, this this great party that we're gonna have that you're not invited to. We'll talk about it. Podcast. Go audience. Go, podcast audience. We love you. You guys are invited. You're just. You'll be there after. We'll turn the microphones on and just record everybody shit talking to each other. <laughs> just have the audio to these animes. <laughs> It'll be it'll be like a riff track. You get to hear the munching of the pizza and the popcorn. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's be like an one of those ASMR videos. Yes. <laughs> we'll just get really close up to the microphone <laughs> and just like. Whispering. <laughs> and this is just hey, watching an Aramis. This is when our our uh, this is when our audience numbers like spike. Is like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh my god, they're like so very the pizza one? party a, ASMR video. It's a no, it's a very like specific fetish that somebody has. <laughs> it's like finally someone's catering to me. You're welcome, Internet. Would that contribute to a spike? Or just one more viewer? Listen <laughs> no, no, no. No, there's an entire community. There's, entire community. there's, there's an ASMR they've, community. They've got it. Yeah. No, no, no. But I'm saying like a specific subsection of that community that wants to like have ASMR people watching anime and eating pizza. There's dozens of them. Yeah, dozens. dozens. They've got an entire subreddit. <laughs> and we'll just be we'll just be we'll come become gods in their community yes <laughs> because we're the only people making that content yes all right this is happening. this is this is how we're gonna this actually is this we... is how we're gonna break into the big time guys uh, next we're, we're coming for you my favorite murder <laughs> but uh no, we're not we're <laughs> never gonna have their numbers uh we uh, we mustn't abandon our core audience of our friend that lives across the country. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, friend. You know who you are. Yeah. Not the other one. You 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 know you. You know who we're you know about. who we're talking yeah. about. If you don't, it's not you. With the cats, it's the other one. With the cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, can you believe that we haven't had anything to drink tonight? That joke was for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, yeah, this is the podcast where we have literally nothing to talk about. So, so we we worked at a so cycling back to what I had said earlier about uh, working for conventions. Nick and I worked for a convention this weekend. That's Woo! true, we did. And yeah, I we worked for Regeneration Who. Uh, it was Regeneration Who Four in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, it it um tell us about it. Tell us about it. All right, so I work guest relations, so that's about. The extent that I can sell you about what I do or what my weekend consisted of. Um, It's a great convention. We absolutely uh, recommend that you go. Um, If you've seen the picture of Colin Baker in the 13th Doctor Doctor shirt, that did not happen at L.I. Who. That happened at Regeneration Who 4. I'm sorry. Yeah. Somebody mistagged it in the Twitter, and so now it's been making the rounds on the Twitter. But I'm I'm here to tell you, like, that was the I saw that in person. Was it our convention? It happened. Happened at our convention. I'm ours. Sure. All right, listen, you twelve. You gotta spread the word. You gotta let everybody know the truth. Yes. Yeah. Uh. For those of for the one quarter of one of you who knows what we're talking about, <laughs> please. <What's laughs> So you you but just what? referred to like somebody's like left limb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that... you know what we're talking about, hand. <laughs> Get on that Twitter hand. You only need one hand to tweet, okay? That's all I'm saying. 
<laughs> so yeah, but yeah, no, it happened. It happened at Regeneration. Who? It's a really great convention. Our big claim to fame right now is that uh, Peter Capaldi gave his first post Doctor Who interview. Um, really? Was that was his first one? That was the the first one. Really, I didn't the know that. First post Doctor Who interview at Regeneration Who. Oh, sweet. Um, as interviewed by Cara Denison mm-hmm. um, of freelance writer fame. Yep. Um, speaking of Crunchyroll, she, speaking, she writes, yeah, she she writes, writes for, for Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. Um, yeah, and that's about all I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keep cycling back to like, all I can tell you is I worked got, at Guest Relations. Got You've got it. some uh, yeah. sweet uh, pins over there. I did get some sweet pins. Oh, I want to give a shout out to ATB Publishing. Um, that is Dr. Arnold Blumberg um, Publishing Company. They do some really sweet stuff. And I'm not saying this just because... They gave me a whole bunch of swag at the end of the weekend. They yeah, give us a ridiculous a, amount of books. <laughs> guys, if you're if 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 they end up listening to this, which they, they might, guys, if y'all are listening to this, we're sorry. They, thank you so much for those books. Like that I, I saw <laughs> I was going to buy one, and they were like, oh no, we gave one to Elise. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? You gave one to her? I was trying to get a... Uh... I, I can't talk about like what my, my job entails. So I am the guest relations liaison in charge of artists and writers. Um, so any of the acts, like the comedy acts or the, there's a belly dancing troupe, Antipode, um, who comes and performs at the convention every year. Um, Dr. Arnold Blumberg from ATB Publishing. Um, other comic book artists, uh, writers, writers for the show, directors. directors for the show. So they're all the ones that I'm in charge of and making sure that they get to their panels on time, they have a good time, and that they don't get mobbed by too many people. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I do. Um, I figure I can give Arnold a shout out. He hopefully won't mind uh, that I mentioned him on this podcast. And then immediately he's like, I'm never talking to her Aww. again. Um, I'm just kidding. But anyway, they're, they're really, Arnold and Natalie are really lovely people. They write some incredible books. Um, they do an entire, they wrote an entire fucking encyclopedia about sorcery and cinema. Like, yep. <laughs> like an entire fucking we- encyclopedia. It is intense. Um, they also have a, an amazing book called Red, White, and Who? The Story of Doctor Who in America, um, which is pretty exciting. You'll have um, to read that and tell us about it on the podcast. I know, right? Yeah. I can totally do that. We, 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 got, we got both of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we had a wonderful conversation uh, one night about terrible movies, so that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is, uh, Alex, why I sent you that thing about, um, what was that movie called? Conquest? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, he yeah. was telling me about this movie, and I'm like, I'm like we, need to, we need to watch this for the show. It's on, <laughs> it's on YouTube. Yeah, no, I yeah. saw that. We need to watch it for the show. <laughs> We... we got to tell him about who killed Captain Alex. Yes, we did. Oh, you didn't know? Uh, he had never. Yeah, he hadn't heard of who killed Captain Alex. So, uh, um, yeah. Would Would conquest go well with your Hunter from the Future? I, I feel like I think that they mentioned both of them in their book. Okay. So yeah. yes. <laughs> um, double feature night will return. Du- yes. <laughs> did we ever watch your? We I did, but like you weren't paying attention because we were playing board games at the same time. Right. So okay. it's like, what's the point of even double watching a movie? Double fisting nerddoms. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, we should definitely yeah. rewatch your. I saw the part where he's on the like the pterodactyl like hang glider, yeah, which I feel like is really the only part of that movie that you actually need to watch. No, you need to watch everything, <laughs> see it all, watch yeah. it all, all the all of the different peoples that get just kind of destroyed inadvertently. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I watched a movie. I think I've mentioned it briefly on the podcast a while ago. This is just going to be this pod. This is just going to be like random bullshit podcast. <laughs> I feel like because I haven't actually done all that. Well, remember, guys, there are better podcasts there. that you could be listening to. This is, like, this is the miscellaneous episode. <laughs> this is the miscellaneous we'll grab one. bag. The we're gonna we're gonna luck. like hashtag everything though. Um, yeah, well, everything that we get, talk like, about, just get all, all those the sweet sweet Doctor Who bumps. I mean, I like, I do that in the yeah. uh, in the yeah. SoundCloud. Yeah, that's yeah, what. Yeah, you gotta do it on the Facebook and the Twitter. Oh, the Twitter. We, we gotta have an off, off camera, off microphone conversation about this. Okay. <laughs> Alex <laughs> is fired. Oh. <laughs> <Aww>. um, but okay. yeah, no, I watched. What was that movie? You called? can always do auditions, Alex. <laughs> I watched this a movie a while ago on uh, on Amazon Prime, and I tried to talk about it on the podcast, and Elise sandbagged it pretty hard. Um, <laughs> Because there was, I think I had talked about like four or five bad movies that week. Um, oh, but, was that the week we talked about the the Christmas Prince? I, maybe okay. I don't remember. Anyway, but this, that uh, was a great movie. Um, I don't know what you people are talking about. But I was I, I watched a movie a while back called uh, Nymphoid Barbarian and Dinosaur Hell. I have God no idea what this is. It. Please tell. <laughs> I mean, I just I just did. Uh. It's a post apocalyptic movie that's like kind of like prehistoric because there are dinosaurs that are back for some reason um future past it's the future past um and it is one of those movies where someone made it and then trauma bought it to distribute it and put in this ridiculous title so like the movie like has this ridiculous voiceover that like has all this stuff describing what's going on, mm-hmm. but most of the movie is just silent. Okay. <laughs> and it's a female protagonist going through a post-apocalyptic dinosaur wasteland that you apparently, according to the, uh, according to the voiceover used to be New Jersey <laughs> <laughs> because that's where Tromaville is. No, it's still New Jersey. Yeah. It's just nobody noticed. Um, it's New Jersey. Like, Four years from now. It's what's happening. Happen- no, it's happening in the Pine Barrens right now. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what's going on. You in don't the Pine know Barrens what's going guys. on in New Jersey, guys. The truth is out there. If Chris Christie had gotten like another term <laughs> as governor, like that, it, this is what it becomes. It goes from like shutting down bridges to like <laughs> recreating dinosaurs. dinosaurs to like eat his enemies. I could see it. Yeah. That's there's there's there's. A- I'm bringing jobs to New Jersey. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be great. All jobs, those, all these dinosaur recreating jobs. All and those the people first, who lost their jobs when InGen went bankrupt after yeah. that first Jurassic Park yeah. movie. And then the <laughs> first the first thing that the dinosaurs eat is Chris Christie. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like... He's it, easy to pick out on his private beach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about the beach. How did you forget about that? I, I blocked it from my mind. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> Chris uh, Christie wearing a bathing suit. Yeah. yeah. In fairness... You no, know, did you did you you heard about this? No, right? yeah, the fact that he has a private beach. No, 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 it's, it's like worse all than the that. beaches got shut down yeah. because there was a government shutdown. Oh yeah, except for his. Except for his. So like he was out on the beach with his family, and like no one else was allowed to use the beach. That's <laughs> like the most like ridiculous. Like that's a Captain Planet plot. <laughs> <laughs> like what the hell are you even thinking? <laughs> I'm going to get the government to shut down so that only I can enjoy it's the beach. the most ridiculous, like, cartoon supervillain bullshit I've ever heard. Oh, anyway. Why would you? I, I don't know. So, yeah. No, I don't know. Well, I, I foresee a whole lot of, like, shitty fantasy movies in our future with the book that I just got. I'm just going to... Because, like, it's not, like, just bad fantasy movies, I should point out, that he talks about. But he goes, like, ev- like everything that could conceivably 
be considered like tangentially like, related, like a sword and sorcery. So it's got like does it does it talk about crawl? It's got crawl. Yeah, we yes. talked about we talked about crawl Saturday night. Yes, <laughs> we were talking about terrible fantasy movies. I will always push crawl. Um, but there was um. Like, they also have things like, you know, The Last Unicorn mm. and Lord of the Rings and, like, actually legitimate, good, good stuff. legitimately good movies, not just movies that are, like, good for other reasons. <laughs> okay. Good for reasons related to things other than the actual film's quality. Remember, kids, when you complete your marriage ceremony, you too can control fire. <laughs> We should watch Crawl again. We need to watch Crawl again. Oh my God. Wait, do we really get to control fire after we get married? According to Crawl, yes. Oh my God, baby. Let's go to the courthouse right now. I have some things that need burning. I mean, we need to find... What's the name of the weapon? I get blanking The glaive. The glaive. I was going to say yes. the lathe, but I knew that was wrong. The glaive. We can play in this wood. Like, nobody's business... I'm sorry. That was out of character. <laughs> oh, good grief. Oh, the glaive, a the pole glaive. arm, or a throwing ninja star that can be remote controlled. Yes. You decide. Yeah. <laughs> it's whatever you want. Words don't mean things. Uh, that's what I've learned from yeah. watching terrible fantasy movies. <laughs> Words can mean whatever you want them to mean. So thank you, Arnold and Natalie of ATB Publishing, and... We're really sorry that we talked about you in our terrible podcast. No. <laughs> they have a podcast too. I'm yeah, sure. I'm sure it's podcast? much better than ours. What is their podcast? Did they tell us the name of their podcast? They no, just because they don't want us to sully their podcast <laughs> We're gonna... with our terrible podcasting. With our, with our listening to it? <laughs> with our listening to it. <laughs> we might lose We might lose listeners. They, they... Like, <laughs> we're like we're going to get negative votes. Uh, they don't want us to ever do a crossover. Our, our, no, yeah. no. our podcast no. is so unpopular that it sucks listens away to other podcasts it's that we like, listen to. It's like that episode of The Simpsons where they uh where they, they, they show Bart and it's like not only is Bart so bad, but he's failing so badly that all the other <laughs> all the other students around him are also failing. And here in the 3D model, and then it's just like a black hole. Yeah. <laughs> That's what our podcast That's, is. Yep. <laughs> like, a black second. hole of content. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Content. Content. <laughs> as as the defunct show. Um, uh, what was that show called? Uh, Idea Channel. Idea Channel. Oh, Idea Channel. Idea Channel. I remember watching yeah. that. Yeah. No, they they stopped uh, updating. So I know. Yeah. Uh, but I I always loved how he would say content. Because he hated using that word, but sometimes he couldn't <laughs> think of a better word. So he would just say it like a pirate. Um, so yeah, I was better also... shows that you can watch besides us. Yep. Yeah, yeah. What are you still doing? I mean, yeah. this is minute thirty-four. Like that's thirty-four minutes of your life Guys, you're never getting back. When no one's listening, can we just leave? <laughs> <laughs> we'll put let's, on. Go watch let's Jeremy just go. Brothers. We'll put the like, emergency just... weather broadcast on and just go watch movies. <laughs> Oh, God. Why are we doing this? I don't know. Uh, anyway, so yeah. I the also... National Weather Service. <laughs> <laughs> I also went to a, the, the same convention that Elise went to. Um, I got to see a bit more of it, although a lot of my convention experience, at least on Saturday, Saturday for me was LineCon because I spent about two and a half hours in line waiting to get line Peter Capaldi. LineCon. LineCon was great, but I was waiting in line for two and a half hours to get Peter Capaldi's autograph, so ah. that was pretty... That was pretty awesome. It was totally worth it. Um, I also saw his panel, which was the, the the one that Elise was mentioning. I did not realize that it was his first 
uh, interview since since leaving the show. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I n- I did not know that. Uh, I they there were they were reporting things I saw from the interview on um the Radio like, Times, Radio Times, like the freaking yeah. Radio Times, Sci-Fi Channel dot com. Like there because he told a story legitimate there. news website. Wait, does Sci-Fi Channel still exist? Yes. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, it's Siffy now, but oh, that, uh, that's right. Um, yeah. but um. Apparently, yeah, one of the stories he told in the interview was the first time he had ever actually told it somewhere. So it's being reported on, like, actual, like, news sites. So let's report it here yeah. on yes. this <laughs> shit. Um, so it's not really much of a story. It's just kind of a, it was just kind of a cute little side thing where he talked about how he had a, an idea for a show. For, for an for, episode, for of, an episode Doctor of Doctor Who. That never got picked up where Doctor Who met uh, Jimi Jimmy Hendrix. Hendrix. Okay. Uh, and invented the, the, the Wawa pedal. Um, for him, uh, and there was something about like aliens using his music to like mind control people or something like that. Okay, so again, but then at the end, you realize that it was just Jimi Hendrix is is just uh, good on his own. I think it was, it was mostly, from what I understand, watching his panel, it was like he just wanted a reason for him to act in a thing where he got to talk to Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> I think that's really what he wanted. Uh, Cause like he talked for the most of that discussion was about how Dr. Who would go about building the thing for Jimi Hendrix. And then like, there was a thing thrown on the end and then there are aliens. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I see you. I see you, Peter Capaldi. You just want to do, you just want to do a Jimi Hendrix story. It, it, so which again, a Venn diagram of like, like rock music and Doctor Who, and so, that's so, where Peter Capaldi lives. Yeah. So again, right in the middle. does music defeat the aliens in the end? Probably. Yeah. Probably. So much. we're bringing it back to the beginning. And yeah. uh, <laughs> much, like, mu- much like the movie Mars Attacks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what is it about the power of rock and roll? That's I, well, so it wasn't dangerous. rock and roll. It was oh. yodeling. In that oh, one. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, who was it? It was gl- gl- was it Glenn something or other? Was it Glenn? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, it was, it was grandma music. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, I got, I got his autograph. I also, uh, got the autograph of William Russell, who was the very first companion, one of the very first companions on Dr. Who still alive, going strong at 93 and still talking about the show. Um, was that was that like one transatlantic of transatlantic travel? Mm-hmm. Good was that for him. was that like one of Susan's teachers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's uh, he's the history teacher. Okay, he's yeah. uh, he's uh, Ian Chesterton. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. I got to thank him in person for basically starting this whole thing for us. Uh, <laughs> did, yeah. you, did you let him know that we have a podcast? No, I did not. <laughs> I don't, I, it would have taken too long. I don't want to explain what explain. a podcast is. <laughs> it's like a radio show, but on the computer. Yeah. So it's cooler. <laughs> it's better than a radio show because there's no like. There's no FCC to tell us what we can and can't say. <laughs> fuckers. And there's, <laughs> and there's no one to cancel us except ourselves if nobody listens. And we could keep making this even if people stopped listening. Like, uh, right, like yeah, like uh, what like, we've been like doing all the now. time. Like right like this right second. Now. Oh, come on. We're we have negative, negative views, uh, negative lessons. No, no. I, I don't know. We're, we're being down on ourselves. I don't know why it's so... I'm really glad that like SoundCloud... And if it does have we don't, this... No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt. I realize what it is. We don't have a shitty Netflix movie to rip on for this week. So all of our ire is just turning <laughs> on ourselves. We're just Damn eating it. ourselves. We need to watch more shitty Netflix movies. <laughs> or else we're, we're just going to dig ourselves into a deep, deep sad hole of yeah. self esteem issues we're already there yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
SoundCloud can't like downvote us, right? Like people no. can't give us like a thumbs down like no. on a YouTube. No, they video. can only har- actually they they can only uh, like our stuff or they can reblog their stuff or yes. re- repost it. And that someone actually happy. someone actually did repost one of our episodes. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a few that was it a bot? Probably tell me. Oh, no, no, no. It was it was uh, somebody that was oh god, it was somebody that was looking for a bunch of content that's related to one particular thing that we talked about. And so probably searched that one thing and then reblogged it. So we oh. should just talk about that one thing forever. What was it? I'm trying. We to can remember. keep talking about it. It was probably Doki Doki Literature Club. Maybe, maybe it was Doki 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 Doki. Reblog us. It was somebody in Tel Aviv. Um, I don't know. It might have been the Purim episode, but I don't think it was about Purim. <laughs> <laughs> so. It might have been. A special Purim episode. <laughs> How was everybody's Purim? Was it good? Was it good? We, we already did that bit. We had it. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, it's almost Passover. Oh, hey, it's almost Passover. It's almost Easter, too. Yeah. Any big plans for um, the highest of high holy, holy days? It's like the third most yeah, important. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, <laughs> you and I know that it's on the highest. Okay, look. Okay, bitches. It's in the top five. All right. <laughs> it's probably above the weird tree holiday. Uh, it is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was it right. is it is at least above Hanukkah. <laughs> it is above Hanukkah. A lot of things are above Hanukkah. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure Sukkot is above Hanukkah. <laughs> remember, remember, you can uh, join us at Some Nerds of a Podcast to hear about our ratings of Jewish holidays <laughs> every other two weeks. <laughs> Top ten Jewish holidays. Go. <laughs> Are we rating them by so, holiness? Or by holiness is coming. We're going to talk about Yom Kippur. <laughs> coming in at number one. <laughs> now, Tuber Spot is one of the most unappreciated holidays, but it is actually secretly. <laughs> God. What is our show? What is this? What about Rosh Hashanah, (laughs) y'all? What about Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur both occupy the solid number one and number two simultaneously. (laughs) It's like they are both simultaneously the most important and second most important holiday (laughs) together. They cannot be separated. But everything under that can be debated. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Did I do anything else? You played on, on your no. new video game machine. I have no. been playing my video game machine. What? Did you steal that phrase from your grandmother? No. I just... <laughs> yes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> your grandmother who yells at us? I feel like we've... She, she does not yell, yell at us. <laughs> she critiques our lifestyle. <laughs> she critiques... Namely, our Fitbit lifestyle. <laughs> One time. One time that happened. No, I, I'm pretty sure she said other things to us. I love you, Grandma. You're the best. God, I hope she doesn't listen to this no, show. Me too. God. She listened to a few episodes. Oh, oh damn it. Why would you tell us that? She doesn't listen to it anymore. <laughs> I told you we got negative listens. Uh, Even Alex's grandma has stopped listening to us. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, she has discerning taste, your grandma. I, I mean, have to say. Yeah, I mean, she she has opinions, and she's not afraid to share them, with me at least. <laughs> and then I'll share them with you. Yay. She hates us. No, Aww. no, she does not. She likes us. She wishes we did better things with our time than make this dumb podcast. No, she does not. <laughs> she just thinks that a machine that tells you when to walk and when to sleep and when to eat is a bit much. <laughs> It doesn't tell you. It's not like it forces you. It's just a suggestion. It you buzzes wanna... when you don't walk. <laughs> yeah, once. And then you can just ignore it. What if they decided to upgrade it so that it shocks you? <laughs> I, I mean, I would buy probably it. buy it. 
What? You wouldn't buy no. it? No. Really? No, I want the choice. I want the option to be lazy. I just want to be like, oh, okay, yeah, I probably should get up. Oh, and- I would probably buy the shock version. And so would many other upper middle class white bitches. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I know what my people want. <laughs> just like a, like a little mild shock. Like a little fizz. <laughs> Little little tingle. Like a hand buzzer thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, like a afternoon rosé. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? All right. So, okay. you tell us about your video game machine. My that you video got. game machine. Yeah, okay. So, I've been I've been playing my PlayStation 4. I don't know. I, I, I tried talking about Bloodborne the other week, and at least shut, it, shut that down. Sandbagging. Well, have just, you, anything I want to talk about is have, sandbagging. Have you, have you played enough of it to where you have opinions about it yet? Yeah. I've, I think I'm... Wait, before we get <clears> into that, can I just clarify it was probably like the third or fourth time he had mentioned anything related to dark souls okay in in that podcast (laughs) and that is why i sandbagged it okay (laughs) you 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 can you can talk to it up to three times okay time number four i'm cutting you off do we have to make like so enjoy this yes actually i don't don't think that is actually what we should tweet a picture of this chart um it's like like a calendar with like like three slots on each day all right like podcast episode (laughs) episode number dark souls and you get three checks okay Okay. so this is check number one Oh my god, you're such a type A personality. <laughs> okay, so anyway. Tell us about Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Okay, so that shouldn't count because I'm talking about Bloodborne, not Dark Souls. Oh my god! <laughs> They're different games, damn it. Um, so, I've been enjoying it. It's it's really, really good. Um, it is, it's weird because it is almost identical to Dark Souls and yet it's a completely different game. Okay. Like there are subtle little changes in terms of the gameplay that make it like it makes the rhythm of the game entirely different from a Dark Souls game. Like the Dark Souls games are very like slow and plotting and um like you need to think and then like go in, attack, attack, attack and then get back out and away. Um it's like a bunch of like in and out sort of things. Bloodborne is like you go in and you never stop going in because if you stop going in, then you get attacked. Okay. And then when you get attacked, you can get health back by continuing to go in because they have the, the um, Bloodborne has a system that Dark Souls does not have called a rally system where basically if you get, if you lose health, some of it is still kind of hovering there. And if you, attack the guy that attacked you you get some of that health back so you get revenge health pretty much yeah and so it's like yeah you just never stop going in like if you and it's really hard to break that habit because like the controls are identical almost to bloodborne or to uh to dark souls with very very minor differences but like if you try to play it like a dark souls game you will die (laughs) like a lot faster just because, no, no, don't go back and use a healing item. Go in and get that health back. Steal it from him. <laughs> this enemy has taken your health. Yeah, yeah. Take Beat it out back. of him. Okay. Um, do, do the enemies have the same kind of thing where if they hit you, they take... No, them? no. Um, it's it's only the them. thing that the player character can do. Okay. Uh, I haven't really done enough PvP... To know if like if it works the same way in PvP, I think it does. Okay. Um, but I don't really like doing. I I know like a, there's a huge segment 
of the Soulsborne population that loves doing PvP. I enjoy it every once in a while, but I prefer cooperation. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cooperation system in Bloodborne is a lot... It's a lot nicer, like, it's a lot easier to do, but it's also, like, more costly. Um, because every time you try to summon someone for cooperation, you have to spend insight, which is an important factor in the game. Uh, insight is the thing that basically lets you see the crazy Lovecraft bullshit happening in the background. Like, if your insight is zero, you don't see certain creatures. Will they still be able to attack you? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there are, like, only certain... Like, there are these huge, um, like, monsters called amygdalas. Amygdalas? They're they're pronounced in the game amygdala, but it's it's spelled the same way. Okay. And um, the amygdalas are, like, hanging off of buildings. Okay. They're, like, these huge Cthulhu-looking monsters with, like, eight arms. Okay. And unless you have an insight above, like, 40... You can't see them. Okay. But if you, like, stand in certain places for too long, they will pick you up and crush you. Okay. Yes. Um, it's the Shuggoth on the roof. Kind of. And <laughs> um, Ark in Massachusetts. Yeah, we all have a little Shuggoth, Shuggoth on the roof. I would, I would love to see that performed. Uh, yeah, but it's only too. been performed, like, twice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, so yeah, no, it's, it's really, really good. Uh, it's, the lore is really interesting. It's, it's weird because I, I feel like Dark Souls is a better mix of like, like how does the gameplay feed into the feel of like the theming of the game? Mm. Because since it like, like Bloodborne is so Lovecraftian and Dark Souls is not. It's kind of a little bit weird that like, okay, well you're immortal. Like how can you possibly stand against these outer gods? Right. Sort of things. Whereas like Bloodborne or like Dark Souls, you do fight gods, but it's pretty easily explained in the lore that like, no, a god is basically just someone who has like a lot of soul energy. Mm-hmm. So as you go through the game and level up, you are putting yourself on a level with these deities. And so it makes sense. Bloodborne, there's not really, I haven't done as deep of a dive into the Bloodborne lore, so I yeah. can't say for sure. Have you watched the uh, Super Bunny Hop video on it? I can't remember. No, I didn't because there were spoilers. Yes. And I didn't want to watch the spoilers. Okay, yeah. So, before I had actually beaten it. Yeah, so play through it, watch that, because i I probably never going to play it myself. But I did watch Super Bunny Hop's video on it, and it looks really cool. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. really, the, really good. The, the twist. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you get the, um, after you beat Rom, Vacuous Spider, and it's like, oh shit, all this crazy stuff's going on. What the fuck? <laughs> Like, like the church is actually not good. Yeah. You thought it was, but it's not. Um, yeah. No, I've gotten that far. Okay. Um, <clears throat> man, I'm losing my voice. I was losing it last week too. I don't know why I'm losing it again. Um, but I've been playing a lot of that. I also played a bit of another game that basically I bought the PlayStation for to play, um, which is Hideo Kojima presents. <laughs> Darkness or no, Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Well, no. Death Stranding's not out yet. No. When Death Stranding comes out, I will absolutely buy it and talk about it for days. Okay. I thought that was the reason you got the PS4. Well, yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. Um, but the other game that was already out that I really wanted to play is um, Until Dawn. Oh, okay. And so I've been playing my way through that. 
that's another like really good horror game um but it's very very different <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about, but go ahead and, and explain it, it for okay. those. Okay, so Until Dawn is essentially a choose-your-own-adventure, like, 80s horror movie. Mm-hmm. So you have a group of friends who are staying at a cabin on an isolated mountain that one of their families own. Um, and it's a year after... Two of their friends die. It's all coming back now. I'm remembering um, this, yeah. And there's, like, stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go into it because, it, like, it's kind of hard to spoil, but there's, like, a, a major twist about halfway through that will happen no matter what path you take. But it, it is basically, like, you get to choose how this story plays out. Um, and so there's very little actual gameplay. There's a lot of, like, walking around, and then occasionally it asks you to, like, make a choice. Do you want to do this thing or do you want to do this thing? Um, and then there's, like, QTE, like, button presses to see how your character does. Uh, and most of it doesn't actually matter until you get to the last half. So is it kind of like a David Cage Kind game? of, except it's actually, like, good. good? <laughs> okay. Like, the characters, you actually care about them. And your your choices actually have consequences. Okay, but in terms of gameplay. In terms of gameplay, yes. Okay. Um. So and it, it's pretty neat because they like they talk a little bit at the beginning about like the butterfly effect. Like one of the characters talks about it. Like, oh yeah, if this thing hadn't happened, I wouldn't have like in in elementary school, and I met this person, I wouldn't be here hanging out with you guys. You'd have a completely different group of friends. Butterfly effect. And so like throughout the game you will get like moments that one of the nice things about it is it lets you know what choices have actually affected the ending and it will show like, okay, butterflies will like fly up in the corner of the screen. Like you just made a big choice and then it will let you, you can go into the pause screen and you can see, okay, you gave this character this item. And then you like later on when that thing hasn't been affected, that means this character didn't have this when this happened to them, which means that this happens. Um, okay. Yeah. So you can play through, like, entirely differently each time, um, which is pretty neat. Uh, I I kind of stopped playing it, though, because I really fucked up one section oh, no. and ended up getting... So I, ter- I turned off um, the motion controls for it, because you get an option of whether you want to have motion controls or just standard controls. I'm like, no, fuck that. I want to lie on the couch and just use press buttons. That's what I'm good at. Um but there are certain parts of the game where you have to use motion controls. Uh, and basically it's keep the controller perfectly still. Perfectly. Yes. And Because otherwise the thing will see you. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And so I always fuck that up because it is so sensitive <laughs> that I think like my blood pumping through my hands <laughs> shakes it enough to move the controller. <laughs> Set it down on the table. Then. I've tried that. It doesn't work either. Because <laughs> I think it vibrates. Like, that's the ah. shitty thing. It's like, yeah. So it's just like. So maybe it's not possible to succeed in that. No, way. I've done them where it succeeded. Like, okay. Like, a couple of times on the first try. But, like, the one time that it actually really, really mattered to the story, I screwed it up. And I ended up getting one of the characters killed. And he was, like, my favorite character in the game. I'm like, Aww. well, fuck this story. I don't want to see how it ends now. <laughs> But I can play through it again, like, I just have to finish it and just, like, see how... Don't fuck up. Yeah, how that playthrough goes up. But it was just, like... 
but it is fairly forgiving because I, I I screw that up and then it's like, okay, well now you have to do this thing. And then I was doing really well and then I screwed up one of the things that I had to do and then I was like, okay, no, that was your last screw up. You died. <laughs> like this guy's dead. Um, and I also got, I got a few other games that I haven't had the chance to play because Bloodborne has been taking up most of my game time. Um, I also got um, Mighty Number no. 9 because it was free with PlayStation Plus and I wanted to see what it, the fuss was about. Man, I did not pay any money for that game, and I already feel ripped off. <laughs> I feel so bad for the people who kickstarted it. Oh my god! Yeah, it just nothing about that game feels good. <laughs> like in terms of because it's it's. Are you familiar with it? I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Mega Man. It's the Mega Man, not... the guy that's supposedly like uh, Keiji Inafune, I think is his name, uh, the the supposed father of Mega Man. Uh, and man, it's like, it's like it ripped, it, it's someone else just ripped off Mega Man's skin and it's wearing it around. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gruesome, but it's like, it doesn't move like Mega Man. He doesn't shoot like Mega Man. He doesn't jump like Mega Man. Like, Every single one of those actions all, is copyrighted. Yeah. All, yeah, probably. <laughs> but like all of the thing that makes Mega Man games good are the tight controls. And this game has shitty controls, and so it's just like, I don't care if it looks like Mega Man and has the same, like, taking the boss's power gimmick as Mega Man. If it doesn't have that same, if the jump feels bad, I'm not going to want to play it. Mm. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. I played about, I don't know, maybe an hour of it. And I'm just like, nope, that's it. <laughs> that's it for Mighty Number no. 9. Done with this. All right. Have you played any games on this new video game machine? No. No. I downloaded no. Ratchet and Clank for her to play, but she hasn't played it yet. I mean, I have so much free time. That's true. Actually, I don't know. Things are kind of winding down uh, with work, and so I'm definitely going to have um, some time, some more time to, to do stuff, you know. Um, so I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, you know. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to play that. Um, I also do this really terrible thing where it's like, Nick will be like, oh, like, here's, like, three new games. And I'm like, that's nice. I'm going to go play Breath of the Wild. <laughs> or, like, I'm going to play some, like, stupid game that I got on Steam, you know, for free. That is, you know what I mean? Like, I, no, I will fine. go back and, like, replay just my favorite games, like, over and over. Um, so I, I need to get better about exploring and trying new things. I mean, I do that with, like, know? movies and stuff. Like, yeah. like I'll, I'll re-watch old movies that I really enjoyed or re-play old games that I like. Uh, so, you know, you're not There's you're something not about, like, the comfort level, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I get um, that. I mean, like, I've been playing almost nothing but Dark Souls games for the last, true. like, That is true. I, I don't feel so bad then um, about... <laughs> I did play a lot of Breath of the Wild, though. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but that game also has a lot of Dark Souls stuff in it, too. In terms of, like, how the combat works. Uh, yeah. That's check mark number two. Check mark number two. Okay. That's all the same check mark. I don't know. I feel like no, this we, is... No, because we moved topics already. We, no, we changed yeah. topics. Um, you asked me about my video game playing, and then you had to... You had to Sully Breath of the Wild with your dirty, dirty Dark Souls. Because the combat's almost and now, identical. I know. You got that second check. Okay, fine. All right, you get one more, right, and right, then right, you're right. cut off. Right. So so if if free time is becoming more available soon, yeah. um, and you like co cooperative things, mm. did I? do we ever get a chance to play Artemis Starship Bridge Simulator? No, but I've been wanting to. Yes. 
because it is officially, I've, I don't know how long it's been on Steam, but it is on Steam. Yes. And it's like seven bucks for a copy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no, that's happening. So, so are you want to do it next week? We can totally do it next week. I would be very much down for that next week. Yeah. Are you familiar with this at least? Did I tell you about this? No. Okay. So Artemis, Artemis Starship Bridge Simulator is, imagine if you were on the bridge of the Enterprise and you uh-huh. were one of the bridge crew. Yeah. Like the weapons person or the engineering person or the helms person or the captain. And you have that specific role that you do. You have your computer in front of you and it has all the little buttons and knobs and, and bleeps of that screen. But that's all you know. And so you have to communicate like there's one person that takes on the role of the captain. And they don't really have any control over the ship, but they give orders to the person's like, uh, helms, uh, helms take us 20 degrees galactic east or whatever. And the person that's in the helms, it's their task to do it. Uh, and they'll see a screen and they'll show what's happening outside. And it's like, give me a science officer, give me a reading on that blip over there. And uh, science officer, say, I captain. And so you have to kind of work together, taking on the role of like different officers on this bridge. And Can you do funny accents? If you wanna. Um, All right, I'm there. Like the the uh, Steam page uh, preview thing has like people wearing like made up uniforms that they, <laughs> they made for yes. their Ridge Captain uniforms. So it's like I played it a few years back with a couple other friends, uh, mutual friends we know, um, and I really enjoyed it. I'm not sure how much fun they got out of it. They I, I, maybe I enjoyed it more, but I would like to get a lot of people together. Yeah. There's like six roles. I think it is possible to play it with like a minimum of three people. Um, where if everyone takes like two roles, like captain and helmsman or engineering and science officer, uh-huh. like, like you can split it up that way. Uh, but I would love to see it with like all six people yes. taking all yeah. six roles. That would be amazing. Yeah. No, we should. Totally yeah, that would be that. really cool. When we did it in the, in person, like we did it in person. So we had like a land party. Yes. And, but, uh, like, I, like we had to bring our computers to someone's apartment, <laughs> but I don't know if we could do that now, but I think now I have better internet. I think it might work better that way. Yeah. Nice. We'll just, we'll boot up Discord. Or does it have a voice chat, like, built in? I don't think it has a voice. At least it didn't when I was playing it before, but I don't know. Uh, we'll see. But it sounds like there's a full version out now. So. There is, yeah. And, like, I think it's also, like, like like uh, touchscreen compatible. So I don't know if, like, you can download an app on, like, a tablet or something like that and be able to plug into it as well. Because that would be the coolest. I that think, would be, like, the ideal. I think that's having, what it is. like, six iPads or six tablets or whatever yeah like when um, they were first developing it they would take it to conventions and they would have like the these consoles that were just like ipads attached to like a, a desk thing and you would sit yeah. in front of it and you'd be able to push the buttons and so i think there is like an app that you can buy i'm, I'm looking now of course we'd all have to have the same kind of phone which i don't know no no you, it doesn't need to be on the like i think it can mix and match between like computers oh, okay. and and <laughs> i think i'm, I'm not 100 percent um i do remember um there was an app game that was very similar to that, but it was oh, like, yes? it was very very silly. Okay. And I can't for the life of me remember what it is. Was it was it was it space? Yeah. Space space team. Space team. Yeah. Space was, team. I'm pretty sure it was space team. Um, and space team was really interesting. So it would be like you and a couple of other people. I think the max is like four or five um, on your smartphones. So everybody would download. I, I'm pretty sure it was called space team. Everybody would download um, the app on their smartphone. It is. Sorry. It it is available on uh, Android tablet. Oh, nice. I just found it as well. Um, It's only three bucks on on the tablet hmm. or on Android. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Uh, So so anyway, so so it would max out about four or five. And everybody would sit and you would have different... um, 
there were different commands, like a, a command would flash on your screen and then you would have four options for things to do and you had to answer your command. But you wouldn't necessarily have the in in your four choices. You would not necessarily have the command that you were you were given. Mm. So like one of the command might be like twist the knob, but you don't have a knob, so you have to yell twist the knob, and then somebody else will have the twist the knob on their um on their smart smartphone screen. Okay. Um. So it was very fun. It was very silly. Um. Fast paced madcap. It's not really something though that I had like an end game. Mm. So you were just kind of play it until you got bored or until you crashed the ship, okay. uh, whichever came first. Um, so this sounds like a much more uh, mature version of, of, of Space Team. Yes. So. so the like when I played it, it may have been in an earlier release. It may have been updated to a full release since then. But when we played it, there was like the scenario where you are in like the neutral zone between two space empires and you have a period of time where you can familiarize yourself with the surroundings and the ship and the way it runs before a war is declared and then you go and you have to combat these enemies that are attacking mm -hmm. your space ports. And sometimes you go and rescue other ships like civilian ships yeah. and such like that. And so you get, you, the captain kind of determines what the missions are like from like the person that's playing the captain will look at the whole screen and have to determine what to do yeah. and get everybody to work together to do it. So that does sound like a lot of fun. We it should, is. We should definitely put some time into that. That would be amazing. If we could do that next week, that would be yeah, great. Yeah, no, we could definitely yeah. do that next week. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do I have anything else to talk about? <laughs> Does anyone have anything else to talk about? I have one more thing to talk about. Okay. I know this has been kind of my ep episode to bring things up. No, but, you're yeah. fine. But um, so do you remember when I talked about lack of representation of Bronze Age in video games? Yes. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. So, Where is this going? So this is going with a video game I've been playing a lot lately because I've been getting home from work very tired and not really having the mental capacity to do much more than a simple game. But it's a game called Bronze Age that I played once before when it was in development. It's still in development, technically, but the game has changed radically since then. Um, it is a city-building hex game in the vein of, like, like early 1990s style kind of uh, top-down strategy kind of management things. But it is very simple. It's an indie kind of developed game uh, where you start off with a couple of settlers in like ancient Mesopotamia and you build a brickworks and from there you build a city and you just kind of try to get these different resources to upgrade the city. Very simple. Like it could probably be made into a mobile game but it is a um game that i've just been having a lot of fun with and the ideas and it's still in development so who knows what may come next uh but it does have like tin and copper and you have to find them and, and mine them and trade between different regions um i do like there's a <laughs> there's a little tiny things it's, it's the little things that count but i do like the fact that they have the the thing to make bronze you need nine parts copper and one part tin <laughs> which is, you know, kind of sort of accurate to what makes bronze. Um, so it's it's just kind of a fun little, it's like 10 o'clock at night and I have to get up tomorrow, but I don't want to go to bed right away kind of game. And that's what I've been playing for the past few days. Nice. Yeah. Um, I think, like I said, I think I mentioned it before uh, and how I had played it before, but I hadn't played the most recent version of it. And it's changed radically. Is it on Kickstarter or anything? No, it's not on Kickstarter. It's on... Uh, What's it called? Uh, eat like Ichi something. Ichi, eat, uh, it's some kind of game development forum, like okay. uh, where where indie devs can kind of just kind of post their ideas. 
Uh Um, and uh, it's done by a person who's handle uh, so itch.io a person named Commander Sean uh, Commodore Sean is the the username that's created this so Commodore Sean itch.io slash bronze age is where you can find it Mm -hmm. and it's uh, download name your own price so uh-huh. if you want to throw a couple, if you like, you you like the idea, you want to throw them a couple bucks. That's fine. If you don't, you can get it for free. Um, it's still in development. It is very kind of old school type of game, and uh, very basic, but a lot of fun. At least I have been having a lot of fun with it. So very it's cool. an Alex type game. But yeah. Uh, so hot off the presses. Hot off the presses. Uh. This is a story that probably is not going to matter to... Well, it might not matter to Alex. Oh, okay. <clears throat> um, might not matter to Alex. No, it might not matter to Alex. Oh, okay. So, uh, apparently, Konami has just filed a new Silent Hill trademark. Oh, okay. In the United States. Are they bringing Pachinko here? They very well might be. Okay. Because they have uh, filed an application with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office uh, for the name Silent Hill with an intent to on an intent-to-use basis. Uh, the trademark was made for use with quote electronic gaming machines, namely devices which accept a wager. So slot machines, probably, uh, or pachinko machines. I I hope the new Pamunky uh, gambling den, uh, the, the casino, yeah, uh, has has uh, has Silent the Hill. Silent Hill <laughs> slot machines. Remember when PT was coming out? Remember, I remember. Remember when Silent Hills was going to be a thing and like we all got really excited? I remember. <sighs> I remember too. And then I remember realizing that I didn't have a PlayStation 4, so I couldn't play it. And then you wanted to get it so you could play it. Yeah. And now it's not and on. Now you're getting a pachinko machine. <sighs> but hey, America's getting pachinko, so. Yeah. <laughs> and we're getting Death Stranding, which looks pretty good. It looks interesting <laughs> it's it looks, gonna be good i, I like here's the thing it is going to be a good game mm-hmm. with an insane story mm-hmm. yes so that would be something to look forward to seeing yeah but um but pt though yeah no i know and it like like silent hills was gonna be a really good game. silent too. hills was gonna be a really good game and it wasn't just that it was like the community that was forming around the the ideas behind it yeah like like what is this we want to try to decipher all the meaning and like try to find all the ways that you can all the things that you can do in this game all the things that happen and like communicating it was just like a beautiful short lightning in a bottle moment yeah that you know i don't think could ever be recaptured yeah i don't know i, I those sorts of things happen fairly regularly they term- do but not necessarily on the scope i think because like normally i don't notice it but yeah it was because everyone was like getting super hyped about it because yeah. of what it, who was behind it but you can get into there there are video games community video game communities that are like that i suppose um uh, maybe the events of happening with with konami and pt just kind of put a sour taste in my mouth to that kind of stuff yeah yeah I mean, Konami fucking sucks. I'm sorry. The, does anyone still, like, um, Metal Gear Survive? Survive, Survive came <laughs> out, and, like, nobody's fucking playing it. Because it's a bad game that doesn't do anything that anyone who plays Metal Gear gives a shit about. And anyone who gives a shit about survival games is playing better survival games. Like, who asked for this? Who wants this? Nobody. Nobody wants it. Uh, some executive in uh, Konami wanted it. Yeah, and now it's not making any money. Like, like 
like Metal Gear Solid Five was one of their best-selling games ever, and then they sacked the guy that gave them this beautiful thing and was going to keep making beautiful money-making things for them. And then they were like, no, we'd rather have shit. <laughs> we'd rather have terrible shit. Well, like, like, uh, like I was saying in, in the news, the, um, the, there's considerations for Virginia casino. Yes. With the new Pamunkey, uh, re- recognition that happened a few years back. Yes. So, if you want Wait, to play... did that happen a few years back? I thought that just happened. No, that Federal was the, that was the other tribes. That was oh, like okay. five of the other tribes. Super super local news for uh, for all our listeners out in Portugal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, but yeah, no. So, but they've only just considered the possibility of opening a casino because they had that lawsuit that was. Anyway, you guys don't want to hear about this, do you? You want to hear about nerd stuff? That's right. This is some nerds have a podcast, no. not some. Uh... We can talk about we can talk about things. We, we can don't talk about casinos. <laughs> I'm not going to it. We can talk about if it. If they have... Okay, so if they, if have, they have a Silent, Silent Hill, Hill slot machines, machines, would you go yes. to the Pamunkey Casino? I would go just to see them. <laughs> okay. I would I would play it once. <laughs> just to be like, so this is what we lost Silent Hills for. <laughs> Actually, if they had that or the Snake Eater Pachinko machines, I would play those too. <laughs> They're oh. an important part of the lore. Yep. All right. Do we have anything else? Just, uh, just do webcomic of the week. Webcomic of the let's week. Just, let's just let's just have a short episode. It's okay. Okay. I'm losing my voice anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, it's, we've still gone over an hour, so that's okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, webcomic of the week. Let me uh, consider the following. Okay. So, webcomic of the week is Cassiopeia Quinn. Okay. Uh, so, did you talk about this one before? I don't think so. Okay. It's a really familiar title. Uh, maybe you've read it. No. No. <laughs> you don't read webcomics. I um, used to. I used to read them all the fucking time. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I haven't read it. Now them. we're adults with jobs, Alex. <laughs> this is what happens. Am, am I a child with, like, school? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright. So, Cassiopeia Quinn is a... Okay, so... It's not the kind of thing that at first I was interested in. Like, I saw advertisements for it on another webcomic. That's usually how I find new webcomics. It's like, uh-huh. I'll be reading a webcomic, and I'll see on the side there'll be a strip, and it's like, oh, there's another webcomic. That kind of looks cool. I'll check it out. And then I check it out, and I give it a few, you know, reads, and it's like, okay, this sounds cool. This is something that I, I first, I saw the advertisement, and it didn't correspond with what I was seeing at first, because the, I, the, the story is about... Um, the titular Cassiopeia Quinn. It's a space kind of adventure. It's like set in the far future. And uh, Cassiopeia Quinn is a thief. She steals uh, things and she's kind of like a Robin Hood-esque type of character, but more, less noble, just kind of steals things for fun most of the times. Uh, and then just kind of eventually will get rid of it and it helps ending up benefiting people. Um, but the first thing she's doing is she is stealing a ship from this, this military uh, ship. And you actually kind of sympathize more with the people that she's stealing from at first. Mm. And uh, it's, it's actually kind of the thing about this. It's, it's her and her robot buddy, Zeke, <laughs> uh, who has got like a trench coat and a uh, cowboy hat. Um, and Side note, what is it with like webcomics <laughs> naming robots Zeke? 
Is that a thing? I the, the, I feel like a lot of robots in comics are named Zeke. I don't know why. I don't know. But uh, but anyway, the, the person that she's stealing it from is Captain uh, Madison Vrax. Um, and you, you actually kind of identify more with her and her crew's attempt to regain their honor about this whole thing. She's kind of keeps by the letter of the law, but not a, but of this this hegemonic empire, mm-hmm. but not an evil person, and it's trying to is able to kind of look over certain things in order to do good in the world, but still keep in, within the letter of the law. And so, like for example, uh, they find what had happened was uh, Cassiopeia had uh, taken a part of her ship, and she 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 had given it to these farmers on this world that had a poisonous uh, wildlife. And this part of the ship was like, it like uh, filters the soil so they can actually grow stuff on it. And uh, they're able to track this one part. And she realizes that, yeah, legally speaking, she has the right to kind of requisition this part because it's the only part of her ship that she's been able to track down. But if she does that, these people are going to starve. And so she kind of is able to do the right thing and just kind of ignore it. Um, but uh, there's also other people involved as well. There's like a, a blob monster version of Doctors Without Borders, <laughs> that, where it's like these, these kind of, uh, gelatin type creatures that have decided that their species is at war with the, uh, empire species, but, um, they don't want to take a side. They want to be able to heal people and they get involved in the hijinks as well. And it's really just kind of this, um, this chaos and and order kind of thing, but both sides are opposed to each other, but still on the side of good. And I think that's kind of one of the more interesting aspects of this show, of this uh, comic. comic, Yeah. Um, So check it out. Um, Cassiopeia Quinn herself as a character, kind of fan servicey, not necessarily a fan of that myself. That was why I was kind of put off at first as well, but um, eventually it does get bad, uh, get good. So check it out. (laughs) All right. All right. So that's all I got. Any other last minute things? Nope. You have one more check mark on your. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, or do you want to save it for later tonight? I'll, after? I'll save it for later. Okay. I mean, you get three per podcast. Can I, what? I can't, I can't like save them up. No. That's bullshit. What? Wait, what? You don't get rollover <laughs> minutes with your. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get rollover Dark Souls. Yeah. Okay. Why not? So if I, should, I should be able to, if I can go for weeks without talking about it, I should like get an entire episode. Or I do nothing but talk about Dark Souls. Yeah, but something about the gameplay and the light and the souls and the... You can't roll over your souls to your next game, so therefore you shouldn't... You can, though! Oh, shit. (laughs) I've listened to him talk about nothing but Dark Souls for, like, weeks on end. Um... And, and, and yet, I still don't know anything about All Dark right, well, Souls. since we've been talking about Dark Souls, put the last check on the thing. All right, all right. All right. Damn it, you stole my check. <laughs> fine, fine. You have one more check, but you still don't have rollover checks. All right. All right. All right. Maybe we'll discuss that later. Good night, everybody. Uh, right. My name's Alex. I'm Nick. And I'm Elise. And this has been Some Nerds Have a Podcast. Good, Good night. <laughs>